Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my first impressions of Season of Arrivals. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now on Twitch. Just go to saynotorage.com and it'll bring you right to my channel. Monday through Friday, when these hit the feeds, I'm streaming. If you're on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. That helps me out. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast episodes, just look up SNTR Presents on all podcast platforms. Season of Arrivals impressions. I don't want to go too hard on certain topics because I do think certain things need to continue to happen and be grinded and and learned about and and kind of expanded, but I do have some concerns and some criticisms. Uh, I'm going to open up by talking about what's better, what is improved. Uh, I am going to talk about what's concerning, uh, and then I'm going to ultimately conclude that I feel like this season is just a stepping stone. Uh, recently, uh, the Instagram of Destiny showed that you know pyramid ships are probably going to be showing up to Mars. We've got pretty good theories that week to week, uh, the way that IO looks right now, that's going to sort of rotate between the four planets being removed in September, and this is going to be one of the mechanisms that explains why those planets go away. Maybe they become inhab- uninhabitable or something like that, or destroyed, we're not sure. But... Uh, I, I, I'm going to continue to say this, that I think the theme of this season will not be a bunch of substance, but significance. I think significant things will happen week to week, cool story elements and developments and cool things to do, but the substance will ultimately still be lacking and still feel like a season that's relying on systems that we would like to see changed and ultimately updated. But what is better? Uh, the setting, the tone, and the opening mission and story is far and away better than both Season of Dawn and Season of Worthy. It's really, really excellent, I think, to see the overarching story continue to develop. Eris, the pyramid ships, even hints about Savathun's looming threat. Savathun's not even going to show up until Witch Queen, you know, 2021. I mean, obviously, she may show up in different ways before then, but, like, her DLC's not even in this year yet, and and she's even contained in the cutscenes and things that are happening. Even looking at the data mine stuff that I'm not going to mention, but looking at that and the hints that we're seeing from Bungie about pyramid ships visiting the different planets, that's going to give, I think, a good story rhythm and more substance and better story beats than we got last season, but it's in the same spirit of week-to-week developing the story and giving you that reason of logging back in and checking in. I think that is a huge improvement over both Dawn and Worthy. Uh, the The public event and the generosity is significantly better. There's still issues I have with the public event, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, but it's a better event than the tower event, and the generosity is better, and the way that you kind of, you know, go through it is significantly better than what we did with the bunkers, and the umbral engram is really, really dope and very, very plentiful. That's something that we're still fleshing out. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the currency earn rate. It feels like the currency earn rate is choked and leveling up the machine next to Drifter and focusing your you know your your umbrals is really difficult. I always have a surplus of the engrams and not enough currency to focus them. That may need addressed or it may balance itself out as the season develops. The aesthetic, the loot, uh, and the you know the dungeon day one. And I'm not sure what I wrote here. The aesthetic, the loot, and the swords. Sorry. Aesthetic, loot, swords, and the dungeon day one were all, I think, really, really cool things. I have criticisms about the dungeon day one, though. But I do think the way the loot works and all those things, and and, and the swords especially, I think are really, really nice improvements. Uh, And it's exciting to have stuff that feels like I want to get a good version of that. I want to chase that, okay? So there were improvements, but I have my concerns. Number one... 
having a public event content loop again is something that I am very very strongly against it's failable it's not match made if you only have two hours to play and no one's in your area or you fail a couple of them it feels like a significant portion of your time is thrown away I, I, I'm very very disappointed in their decision to do this again I'm gonna I guess again have to attribute it to low bandwidth and that it's expiring being the main reasons that we have had a value de- degradation of the core you know core content loop doesn't feel very value laden isn't very fun you're dependent upon randoms in the area adding the champions honestly is making things worse because if people aren't running champion mods it's it's super super frustrating to play you're running one or two of the champion mods and somebody's not running the third you're not it can be pretty freaking irritating uh people have pointed out that well once the artifacts fully leveled up you can run all three uh, you know, of the of the of the champion mods by having like a grenade for one of like unst- uh, overload or whatever. That's not good enough. Okay, having content that's interdependent on randoms as well as requiring synergy and it's tough and it's challenging and it's failable. Uh, if it, it, the primary feedback I want to give Bungie is, if you want to make content like this, I get it. Add matchmaking or make it really, really tough to fail or why not do both? The value points that were given to us in Menagerie, Vex Offensive, and Sundial continue to elude the player base and I think it's going to lead to frustration. I don't think I should have to run freaking LFG to run a public event main content loop. Also, the content loop has a power increase, so people are concerned about that. What does that mean for sunsetting? Am I going to enter a season in year four and have the entry point content feel inaccessible to me because I have to level and sunsetting starts touching non-end game content. That's not supposed to happen. Sunsetting is only supposed to affect end game aspirational content viability and we again are in a situation where public space entry level content has a power delta. Uh, I'm just going to continue to call that stupid because it's stupid. They need to stop doing that. Um... I also think there's a bit of an element of drinking from a fire hose. You go and look at the machine, you go and look at all of the abilities, it's really, really tough to tether your mind to a sense of progress. What am I working on? What am I benefiting from? What should I focus on first? I don't really know. Where's the currency come from? It comes from here or there, everywhere, I'm not sure. And then if you don't feel that sense of progress and you fail a couple public events, I feel like a lot of people aren't really going to get any traction with the season with its current entry point and the way that it feels like. Uh, Leveling is still all over the place. Leveling still is pretty terrible um, leveling is better but you're still forced to go into content you don't want to you're still depending upon RNG uh, maximizing leveling requires using uh, third party programs to tell you who has a, a plus zero ingrams you can token slam to backfill it's awful it's inefficient and it's stupid you're basically like welcome to the new season go do a bunch of old stuff to level up to be strong enough for the new stuff the dungeon day one was cool, but they didn't warn us. It was 10 levels higher than Grandmasters last season uh, when you get to the end. And so people that saved bounties uh, had a significant advantage. They got almost an instant 10 delta day one uh, by saving bounties. Bungie is supposed to be minimizing the impact of that with aspirational content. That's why Grandmaster Nightfalls have contest. That's why raid races have contest. So, uh, you know, the dungeon's one of the coolest pieces of content I've ever been in. I love it. It's dope. But 
the super high delta combined with a lack of contest modifier combined with the bad leveling makes it kind of land flat for so many in the community only 2,000 people beat it day one I don't think that's a really good testimony to bringing back literally you know over a million players playing your game and literally a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people complete the dungeon it's supposed to be hard not everybody's supposed to beat it day one then why in the frick are you launching it and saying it's free to all players it just doesn't make any sense um i don't think it went over that well with most of the community um and if you're not really driven to go into stuff like that day one good for you what's left for you is all the things i just outlined a you know drinking from a fire hose format of information and grind and bad leveling and then a public space failable piece of content so uh i'm just going to continue to say that this is a stepping stone. I think we're in another situation where they are giving less bandwidth and less focus on quality of life and more focus on really, really cool story beats to lead us to September and the core content loop, the core, the core, you know, drops and loot and grind is just not going to feel better until we get into year four. Year four brings Europa. Year four is sort of a reset. You're getting rid of planets. You're, you're, you're getting rid of tons of loot. You're, you're adding a new element to the guns, the, the new subclass, the new area, a new dungeon, I'm sorry, a new raid. Uh, I anticipate significant changes in year four. The number one thing I want to see change in year four is I want to see the content loop bettered. I'm tired of seeing people come back to the game hoping things improve and then having to play content that's both failable uh, and non-match made. I think people overuse slap in the face, but that does feel like a bit of a slap in the face. Welcome back. Here's content that basically is not built with your good and your experience in mind. It's built... Uh, sort of sloppily, uh, and I think that needs to stop. Uh, secondly, leveling needs to completely change in year four. It's horrible. No one wants to run content they're disinterested in with the hope that RNG drops where they would like it, and then token slamming to backfill is just absolutely dumb. That's not playing the content. That's not playing the game. So, they've made improvements. They have, and I'm very excited about the story and the story beats and the significance of this season, but the substance and the loop are still, in my opinion, very, very very lacking even though it's improved and more generous and there's cooler stuff the substance and the loop itself i still believe is not where we would like to see it be for season to season content we would like to see better improvements made I believe the true D2 launches this September, and this is just another stepping stone on that journey. So I'm not going to put a lot of stock in this season getting any better, other than the story developments being exciting. I feel like it's still going to be pretty thin uh, and largely unenjoyable, I think, for people who really commit to the grind. I hope I'm proved wrong. I hope maybe things improve or evolve or change as the season develops, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like we have another thin Uh, loot delivery built upon a loop that is not enjoyable and failable so i hope i'm proved wrong i am excited i'm enjoying myself but i want to be fair people say i I only defend the game and i'm a sellout and i'm an apologist i think it's pretty clear last season and right now that i'm not doing that so as with all of my content i appreciate you listening and watching if you're here live stick around playstation 5 reveal is almost here and if you're listening in other places please like share and subscribe 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that comes along with my Season of Arrivals impressions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I stream Monday through Friday during the day when these hit the feeds. So if you want to come in and join the conversation live, please do that. If you like listening to these as podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. Those of you on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. We are so close to 50 subscribers thank you for that and we're gonna jump right into q a we've been doing our best to filter we've been having a better experience with that so thank you for those that have been uh leaning in and helping make q a a really good experience every day tyler lynn what do you think can be improved with the seasonal material grinds they really seem to have clamped down on them this season there's something that Bungie kind of always does. They did it with the obelisks where you were trying to get the fractaline and you wanted to level up the, the uh, you know, the obelisks and now they're kind of like strangling the uh, the stuff for the the, the, the engrams. You know, they, they don't want you just blasting through and focusing the engrams, which it's probably good that they did that because they're glitching right now. I guess like the armors are period, you know, armor, focused armor, um, you know, umbral engrams are like plus fives a lot of the time. Uh, and that's, I guess, not how they're supposed to work. It's like endless milestones. <laughs> and uh, it's weird. Like the engrams are dropping more often than I'm getting the currency. The currency seems to be linked to the dailies only. We're not sure if there's going to be other opportunities to get it. It also drops randomly from activities. You can be doing a patrol, a strike. I got some from a crucible match. Uh, you'll get like 50 now once you upgrade the thing fully you can lower the cost of the focus but i do think sometimes they they over they overreact here they really really restrict your your progress and your ability to level and do these things because they don't want people blasting through the content out of the gate my biggest concern is always the mid lane player super hyper casuals are going to be like this is fine like they usually don't pay that much attention to stuff like this if you're hyper casual you you might not even be attempting to do the focusing you'll just take the engrams and be excited the mid lane players that sort of are they're casual but they really focus on the new content they want to do the new things they want to get the new things i'm always concerned about them when i see these systems Number one, it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. Like, there's a lot to figure out and understand, and it's not all that clear when you're reading through all those updates. Like, the the, the machine next to Drifter is very similar to the bunker. You have lines and lines and all these boxes of benefits. And it's like, what is all this? Uh, so that's one concern I always have is the accessibility, the entry point, that feeling of, like, I can't even figure out what I'm supposed to focus on. And it can be tough because if you don't know what to focus on, you don't you don't have a sense of your progress. You don't know that you're, oh, I am making progress. I am working on this. I feel like I'm checking off boxes and that can frustrate players. And then it's also tied to a content loop that's like a, a public event that you can fail. So I do think some of it is a little maybe too strained in my initial impressions i am going to say that i do feel like maybe they're they're constraining the currency a little too much and that may cause people to feel like i just can't make any progress even like you're gonna there's good and bad here is what i want to say the new engrams are dropping in high abundance which is exciting you're seeing them Ooh, cool Ooh, a piece of candy right that feeling but then the currency earn rate to focus them is significantly lower and more restricted in comparison, which could make people feel like I, I can't, I'm not really getting anything done here. I don't really like this. Could frustrate players. So we'll see how it plays out long term. If we get a couple of weeks in and we feel like that's a major complaint, that's good for Bungie to know. I think the system is cool, but 
if the system isn't getting a good enough trickle of currency, it'll break down. If you're always sitting on four or five engrams that you can't focus, it might really, really frustrate people. And I know people are going to like chime in with, well, you don't have to focus the engram. You don't have to. The entire reason for this new Ingram is so you can focus it. I mean, come on. Like, that's one of the things that's nice about it. What do you want? Weapon, armor, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is something we've been asking for. More targeted farming. So, uh, don't expect people just to be like, well, I got five of these Ingrams and I just, you know, I got to wait on the currency. You're just like sitting on Ingrams waiting for currency. Somebody in chat right now, I have seven and I'm sitting with without currency. It, it You get the currency after three strikes. Are you sure it's every three strikes? I was getting it like, I got like one after four patrols and then none for the next four. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's guaranteed. I played four uh, crucible matches earlier and I, it dropped one time. A 50 drop was once. I don't think it's guaranteed in any activity. Plenty of people have been saying that, oh, do this. I get it every time. Do this. I get it every time. That's not true. I think it's just random. Next question. Darksider. With the inherent fallibility, uh, oh, I'm sorry, failability and randomness of public events, how could seasonal public events be made more appealing without being too generous? Well, this public event in particular, it has its own unique problems. It is better than the tower events. That's not really the greatest feather in its cap. That's like saying, you know, this this meal is better than the one in the corner that sat out all night. Like, you're, you're not comparing it to much. Like, the tower events were pretty bad. Um... 18 months from Dhawk, thank you. So it is better than the tower events, but it has it has things about it that arguably could make it more frustrating long term for people. Number one, it's pretty tough. The, the enemies are pretty strong, and this has people worried about sunsetting. Your entry point seasonal content is above the power level, which means could we be looking at future seasons where the seasonal content is higher level than my my stuff, and now all of a sudden. Everything is everything is aspirational, right? Sunsetting is only supposed to affect the end game content, the aspirational content, and in the current system, it would affect also this public event because the public event is 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 at a higher power level. You're going to see swords and skulls if you're if you're if you're not at the level uh, of the event. I don't even know what it is. I saw swords eventually. It gets harder and harder. Um, so that's one layer of frustration. There's another layer of frustration. There's champions. And anytime I did matchmaking in Sundial, that was one of the primary frustrations I would have, is I would run champion mods for a particular champion type, and then the one that I didn't run, these other people wouldn't be running it. It's 1040 at the end, 1010 to 1030, yeah, again, that's stupid. They need to never do that again. Stop raising the power level of the entry point content. This has got to be one of the single dumbest things they've done. They did it last season, and they're doing it again this season. It's dumb. Gloves off, not pulling my punches. That's dumb. You can't do that to people. Welcome to the new season. Uh, the entry point content's higher level than you. Have fun with that. No, you can't do that, especially in a sunsetting environment. That is that is a terrible, terrible system. Okay. The other layer is the champions, though. There's nothing worse than being in the space, and I'm running two champion mods, and the third one that I'm not running shows up, and I'm like, well, frick. Is anybody going to get this guy? Is anybody going to stun this guy? Is anybody going to pop this guy's shield? It's very, very frustrating to have to lean on randoms that don't run champion mods. So that's another layer of frustration. The other layer of frustration is there's a mechanic to turn it heroic that makes it harder and then it's, it's even tougher to beat and then you can fail it. 
And I know people are like, but you still get stuff even if you come, even if you fail it. Nobody wants to play content and fail. Nobody wants to do that. The timer should be significantly higher to almost guarantee completion. What I just want to know. I really want to know. I want I, if I, I want to interview Luke Smith. You know, I I I was glad that Doctor Lupo got to do that. But I want to see another interview where someone says. What is the purpose and philosophy behind having something failable? What does that do for the player? Why? Why? Explain it to me like I'm five. Because it makes zero freaking sense. It doesn't. Failable raids, sure. Strikes, sure. Dungeons, sure. I mean, even strikes aren't really failable. You eventually get it. What's the philosophy behind allowing the player to fail? What in that makes the content loop likable, winsome, addicting, fun? I don't get it. If you add two to three minutes to the timer, almost nobody is going to fail. You hardly ever fail. That's so anecdotal, though. I've had people come in here and say they fail. The two times I've run Heroic, we literally killed the boss with four seconds left. I mean, we... that. That, that is extremely close to failure. And I had people in my instance that knew what they were doing and were running swords and were playing aggressive. I'm telling you right now, the philosophy behind it makes no sense. Yes, there's heroic. Periodically, you'll see a beam, right? A beam going to like a spot and you go kill and clear that spot and then you pick up a ball and you go and slam that ball. If you do that every time the beam shows up, then you get heroic. There's no issue then. What do you mean there's no issue then? It's failable. I've gone to the event and no one's there. I started the event and we had a really hard time because there was like two people around. You can't defend it because you haven't failed. There's people in chat saying, I failed three times in a row yesterday. I failed almost every single time. Just because you're having good luck with it doesn't mean it's good content. It's, listen, you're wrong for a very simple reason. Bungie outlined that good content with Menagerie, Vex Offensive, and Sundial was match-made, non-failable. There is no reason to remove those value points. There's none. There's absolutely no reason to remove those value points. It doesn't make your experience better. It doesn't make your it doesn't make your experience more rewarding. It's just it's stupid and unnecessarily punishing. There's no defense of it. Especially considering it's a betrayal of value points that they put in previous content. Uh, Falkeye with the next question. What do you think about the Umbral Ingrams having to use 50 altered uh, elements to focus them since the resource only drops from four bounties per day? Seems like we're just going to sit on Ingrams. Yeah, we kind of already touched on this. We kind of already touched on this. I, this is this is something that's going to potentially pose a problem long term for the season. There's also the issue of it, people with one player. They they made adjustments to bright dust earn rate for people that run one one character. If you have multiple characters, you're in a better position because you can basically, you know, switch characters and run dailies and get more of the currency. So you don't necessarily have to sit on them. I'm curious if they're going to maybe have to do something mid season or maybe we're missing something. Maybe the longer we play, maybe the more we level things up, maybe the earn rate just gets better. I don't know. I think it's a big, big problem for people with one player to have it tied to the dailies. Uh, maybe they could do a quality of life adjustment to give you a little bit less, but put them on repeatables. So maybe they could put, I don't know, five or 10 on repeatables instead of it only being on dailies. Zeppo. 
Do you see Bungie making the public event this season more challenging again like they did last season? What would be a better or different alternative to shake things up? I don't think they're going to do this, and I'll give you a very simple reason why. It has heroic. So if you want to make it harder, you can. And if you don't, you can just do it normal. That to me is like they're treating it more like a traditional public event, which tells me they're not going to raise the difficulty eventually. I think they're just going to leave it. Um, so there is the reduced cost perk, but that doesn't affect your earn rate, right, Army? It doesn't. Uh, Sangom- Sangoma. With another public event being dependent on matchmaking uh, and cooperation, is a way forward to make a public version and scaling version similar to Nightfall for better rewards or cosmetics. I mean, I just don't think we need to overcomplicate this. I think the structure and the delivery of Vex Offensive and Sundial is all you need. Match made non-failable. Match made non-failable. I haven't seen a single person yet make a good case for things being non-match made and failable as an entry point to content. I've never seen anybody make a good case to defend it. Everyone's always just like, well, I'm having a good time. That's not a defense of the system. That just means you've, you've, you've had a good time. That would be like getting angry about RNG leveling and your buddy's like, well, I'm getting all the right drops. And it's like, okay, (laughs) like that doesn't mean RNG leveling is good just because you're having a good time with it. Copper Lion. What do you think of the new weapon perks? Uh, is it proof that people should not be afraid of sunsetting and Bungie has plenty of good stuff in the chamber? I mean, the new weapon perks are exciting. Okay. It, it, always, it always is good to see new perks, but I, I, I want to see more. Aspiration dies with non-failable. It's not aspirational content. You just, you, you, that, that's not a position you can have. Entry level public space, entry level grind content loop content's not made to be aspirational. You're you're establishing a standard that doesn't exist in the game. They Sundial and Vex Offensive were not aspirational content. This the aspirational content is endgame. This is an endgame. You're you're describing something that doesn't exist. Entry level public event content or loopable content's not aspirational. Like what should strike suddenly have extinguish? Why would you do that? Why would you make strikes failable? Why would you add extinguish to strikes? They're not aspirational content. The real King Salty. Did I answer that last one? I did. Yeah, I want to see more. The new perks this season are nice. It's exciting to see new ones. They're not all just pure damage focus, but I really want to see new ones. I really want to see more elemental perks. That's what I've always said. How do you think Bungie could change the way opening quests work? Such as I do the initial quest on my Warlock, I don't have to redo the quest on my Hunter Titan and I can instead get right into the game. I think they should just leave it up to the player. So I think you boot up, you pick your first player and you play through the main story in the quest. Cool. Boom. When you switch to your second player and you boot in, it should ask you, do you want to replay the story mission or would you like to bypass like skipping a cutscene, right? It gives you the option to skip a cutscene. And you could be like, because some people might be like, I actually like that story mission. I want to replay it. Other people might be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to replay it. I think just giving the player the option would be totally fine. There, there, There's really no reason to force us to do it. Like just today, I wanted to go to Asher to uh, token slam on my other character to get him ready to do milestones. And it was like, I couldn't go to IO. I had to do the story mission. I had to like, I had to join one of my uh, viewers. I had to join Steph on IO. I couldn't go to IO. It was going to make me run the story. So I think that's a, a very reasonable request from the community to be like, can we 
have the option to bypass the story mission on our subsequent characters, it just, it really isn't something that everybody wants to do. uh, Ishka. This may be off topic. Thoughts on the current state of free-to-play content? The announcement this week took more away than they seem to be adding, so it's on my mind. Well, they haven't addressed what new light's going to look like in September, so I would just wait and allow them to do that. I would bank on them making more content free in New Light come September. I would also bank on them completely reevaluating what New Light needs to look like. You know, Luke Smith said they need to make that entry point better and more streamlined. I wouldn't be surprised if the return of the Cosmodrome and an update to New Light structure and entry point is is in is in the in the bag. Like that's something they're going to be doing uh, going forward. So I I I don't think they're going to leave it how it is. I also don't think they're going to just like I don't think they're going to ignore the fact uh, they're not going to ignore the fact that like it um it currently is not that accessible people have pointed that out you know luke smith's conceded that and said it isn't that accessible uh and they've also said that you know a lot of stuff is leaving in september you know there's there's literally like planets and entire things leaving in september which will affect what people get in new light now i'm going to push back a little bit on what's sort of what like woven into your question complaining about getting less from free to play is just kind of silly um if, if there was a restaurant, you know, giving free food to certain people because of, you know, I don't know, uh, as like a way to get people to, a, you know, try out their restaurant and they change their menu. So you come back like a couple months later and you're like, well, in the past I got, you know, five free things. And now all of a sudden I'm only getting three free things. You'd be like, it's free though. Why are you complaining? You know what I mean? Um, so... I don't necessarily think free-to-play players can complain about getting less free stuff because it's free. Um, But I also say a lot of the free stuff they're getting, they weren't probably even interacting with that much. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the new light players didn't really even route through the entire main campaign and all the vanilla planets. You know what I mean? I I, I highly doubt folks were doing that um, in high numbers. Zero Ricks. What is your opinion of Bungie bringing back the Season 1 Trials of the Nine armor as another armor drop from the dungeon? I don't feel that's necessary. I know people want that stuff to come back. Um, I, I just, I think what they chose to do is totally fine. It's a unique armor set. It looks hot and it only drops in the dungeon. I don't think we need to do anything more to that loop pool to, to dilute it. Uh, to dilute it. Should there be more sources to farm Twisted Energy? A good example would be adding triumphs that could be earned from the new public events. Uh, It feels like uh, two weekly bounties isn't much to chase. This is another one of those things where the concern that I have would be you're going to just intentionally slow progress. Now, it might be, you know, a a time gate in disguise. You know, you can't really max out the machine in Drifter's area. And there's just no way to do. There's no way to get more, right? It's basically a time gate. So... Maybe in their mind, that's the way they want it. They want you to stay engaged. Uh, They don't want the benefits to be achievable right out of the gate. You know, you just grind like crazy and buy all the updates. Um, Some of us did that with obelisks and maybe they wanted to slow it down a little bit. I know some people don't like that. Play your own way. Play your own way. Um, It's six weekly bounties if you do it on all characters. Right. But again, that's tough on the, you know, that's tough on people with one character. 
So I would continue to say that stuff like this is normal, but maybe they've maybe they've overreacted just a little bit, and it might frustrate people this season. We'll just have to wait and see. We're not. I don't think we're enough weeks in to really gauge just how fast it's going to go. Uh, Bumble seventeen. With the community being sick of bounties, how would you propose leveling things like uh, the prismatic recast or obelisks and bunkers without the use of bounties? Um, I, you know, related to the last question, you could just be like, run the, run the event and get the stuff. It just drops at a reasonable interval. And then maybe also give you like a decent amount from just running other playlists. Obviously you're going to get more, um, you know, activity completions of the event and then other playlists as well, but maybe give you less if you're not running the event. That way, if you get a little burned out on the event, you can still go do other things and get an earn rate, um, you know, other milestones and stuff. So, a guy on Reddit already maxed out the machine. Is he deleting characters to get his bounties reset? How's he doing that? Uh, Vicky or Vicky? I'm not, I think it's Vicky, isn't it? What's your opinion on year two weapons being reintroduced without any changes to them? Updating older weapons is fine, but copy pasting items and making people grind for them again is something people feared about sunsetting. I'm allowing one question like this per Q and A because we need to continue to say that Bungie needs to give us an answer on this. They need to clarify what the frick is going on. I replied to somebody on Twitter last night. I mentioned Bungie. I'm like, Bungie needs to give us an answer. Why did you reissue year two weapons so their infusion their infusion timelines longer, but you didn't give them new perks? It's really confusing. People don't understand. Uh, they're like, why are these being reissued? Uh, reissues aren't supposed to happen until something has already been sunset. These guns haven't even been sunset. Uh, and they're coming back and it's like and so you could have a gnawing hunger in your inventory right now a god roll that you grinded for it's getting sunset in September I could get a gnawing hunger from an engram and it's got you know a year's worth of infusion life for endgame I I just he deleted his third character over and over again gee many Christmas um so that that would be uh, that would be my feedback my feedback would be very simple it'd be you know they need to give us an answer I think the easiest solution is if you have a gnawing hunger right now, it should just have the infusion level of the gnawing hunger that was reissued, and then everybody would be quiet about it. It's really, really simple. It's simple. They need to fill the pool before sunsetting because not everyone has played every season. Right, and out of respect for the current player base, I think you should just update everybody's gnawing hunger, lonesome, uh, all of them. should just get updated infusion dates. It's not going to hurt anything. None of those guns are insane, right? You're just respecting the fact that, like, you just reissued the identical weapon that they have, which is adding fuel to the fire of sunsetting criticism, and there's no reason for that. Because Dylan made it very clear, once something gets sunset, it's going to go away and it won't come back for a while, and not all of them will come back. And he said, when they do come back, they'll be reissued with new perks. This is like a weird system where like they're reissuing the guns before their sunset and then not updating the perks. So it's very, very confusing. Uh, Pac-Man on bike. Bungie added the unstoppable armor mod which allows exotic pulses to utilize the unstoppable mod. Is this good enough or do they need to give all exotics champion mod slots? You know my answer to this. They need to give it to all of them. This is not good enough. No. I happen to think that in year four, champion mods should just be usable on all primaries and you can start to put them on other things. Just make them standard mods and allow them to be used on exotics. It's truds. Given the contact public events bear uh, bear huge similarities. Oh, it has huge similarities to the tower events. 
does it seem more likely it was specifically designed rather than rehashed Warmind content? Well, I think it's very, very clear that this may have been designed... This may have been designed around the idea that, like, you can put Gambit in the public space and... Yeah, I don't know. I have not thought about this. Yeah, the tower event felt like a stayover from Warmind, but this was designed instead of being rehashed. It's just a question of when they designed it. I don't know. I I, I don't like it. I, it 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 makes me. Your question is enumerating something that's frustrating to me. If they designed this brand new, who the frick was in charge of this? Who? You know, they again, when people are like, what are lessons they could learn from Season of the Worthy? And I'm like, all the lessons they could have learned were lessons that they already freaking know. Don't do non-match-made failable content. Don't do it. We don't like it. We've complained about it since Escalation Protocol, Blind Well, and there's a laundry list of other ones I don't feel like saying right now. I, it, it, (laughs) I just continue to say... They don't need to be told this. They already know it, and it's tiring to keep saying it again. So whenever this was developed, whoever was in charge, whatever project lead greenlit this, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why not let us matchmake from orbit? It just it doesn't make any sense. You let us matchmake into forges from orbit. Let us matchmake into this from orbit. You can put it down in the public space. We just we drop it in the public space, and you know here's all these people. Now the only the only redeeming like saving grace about it is that. I don't think I can click on this. No, I can't even look at IO. Is it's in an area where the NPC is not. The biggest problem with the tower event on IO was that it was in the same area as the bunker and the NPC. So so many people would land on the planet, they'd be in your instance for the bunk for the for the tower event and they wouldn't even do it. They would just go to the NPC or go down to the bunker. And it's like, well that's not helpful. You're just constantly putting people in the area that have no interest in doing the event. So I I don't know. Again, I told people that I was worried that the summer wouldn't have a lot of substance. It would just have significance. And I feel like we've seen that significance with the story moving forward, with the pyramid sh- showing up, with a continued threat of Savathun, even though Savathun's DLC is not till 2021. And so I do feel like it's a significant, you know, it's a significant and cool runway to September, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just not, it's just something that's going to be very substantive. Unless I got a bunch of surprises tucked away. It still feels like another season that's relying on bounties and, a, and an event that, that just isn't designed well. It's got bad. It's got bad layers to it that we already have said we don't like. They're not in the dark about that, so we don't need to repeat it to them anymore. It's frustrating to have to keep repeating it. Largo, the seasonal event is more evidence that a significant part of the community does not engage with champion mods. How would you address that? I would just make them passive. I just this is another thing that I think would maybe help. If you want if you want champion mods in more places or in more areas, once people unlock all of these, okay, it would just be passive. As long as you're running that gun, it's active. So, people would probably then do it by mistake, they'd be active by accident, they'd be doing it, you know, they wouldn't even intend to be doing it. Right now, people are in the public space with guns that probably could use the mods and they're not using them. So, it's like just make them passive. I mean, if you're going to have an artifact with mods that are needed in the activity, just make them passive once they're unlocked. Now, I know that's a complete restructuring of the champion system, but the principle that I'm outlining is sound. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the champion system. If you're going to put champions or certain mechanics 
in the entry level content, then it should be something that happens almost automatically for every player. So people are like, oh, hang on. I need to go run a public event. Let me go here and m- m- make sure my, my kit is set right. I want to have um, overload uh, and anti-barrier, and hopefully there's people in the area doing unstoppable. Th- that, that's just stupid. I, th- th- they can't. You can't rely on people like that in the public space. I was just thinking about something. Yeah, it's a shame. I was just thinking if they had another one for Pulse, you could run the armor one and then a different one for Pulse, but there's not another one for Pulse. It's it's unstoppable either way. It'd have been cool if you could like run the armor for unstoppable and then put anti-barrier on the Pulse and it could do both. That'd have been pretty cool, but it's not, it's not possible. Rain the Dark. With Stasis looking to be an element that's more influential, how could Bungie make the other elements influential as a choice instead of picking your flavor? This is related to something I've talked a lot about with layers to the combat. I don't think you can really evolve or deepen the combat that much because too much of the game has already been built, right? Um, Oh, void nades do overload. So you could outfit yourself to have all three eventually, but again, it's entry-level content. Nobody's that far on on the artifact yet, and expecting somebody to stack all three for a public event is just silly. Again, if you're in the area and people aren't running champion mods, it's very frustrating. It's nice to know, it's nice to know that I can run all three, but I can't do that the first week. It's gonna take a while to even get that far on the artifact. Um... There's anti-barrier on all weapons. False. Stop spreading that. That's not true. People keep saying that, and that is not true. Anti-barrier is not on all weapons. It is SMGs and auto rifles. Stop spreading that. It is not true. Um, Nobody's that far. You're very wrong. So when I say nobody's that far, you understand I'm not saying there is literally not a single living person playing Destiny that's that far on the artifact. You know that I'm like I'm being generic, right? It's week one, so 99% of the community is not that far on the artifact. Like it's it's a statement that doesn't need to be picked apart. I wasn't saying that like literally nobody. I'm saying basically 99% of the community doesn't have it yet. I wasn't being like strictly literal. Um, so back to this question. I think they need to layer the combat. I think champion mods are a way to do that. Like, basically, the idea is, um, you know, champion mods are, and champions are a layer of content that you have to, in, in, you know, in, engage with. It's not necessarily changing combat or changing the enemy's combat. It's just another layer. So that's something you could do with the elements. You could have the elements be more influential. Adding stasis could also be grounds to giving us true elemental primaries so you could run three elements at a time since it wouldn't be possible to run four. Well, I guess you could run four. You could run solar arc void on your weapons and then run the stasis subclass. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, As far as it being influential, Bungie would need to put things in the game that make it influential. Dude, if we all run stasis, this isn't going to work. We need somebody on solar. We need somebody on void. Like there's enemies, there's shields, there's this, there's that, there's blah, blah, blah. So, Ripto Leaf. How do you think Bungie could integrate a PvE grind simulator similar to Comp that also pertains to the current season of DLC? For example, something similar to Archon's Forge, but significantly uh, for rewarding. Well, 
there's always this tension, right? If you come to Season of Arrivals and the main way to level up is to grind the, the, the new event, you're going to get really, really burned out on the event. So I'm not completely against being like, hey, welcome to the new season. There's all these new things to do, but don't forget to go and do these other things or these other checkboxes or these other milestones or whatever. I'm not 100% against that. It's not necessarily the idea that like we should never play anything else during a season, only the seasonal content. I would say you would link the... Okay, so you have contact as the main the main activity. And then attached to that activity is the mechanism of the engrams and the currency and upgrading the machine in Drifter's area. Okay, so that's like, here's the content. What you would do is, is you would take this thing over here, the machine, upgrading the machine, and you would link that to other activities if you want. Strikes, Gambit, Crucible. So then you can play the game and go to the places the places in the game that you enjoy and it's serving a, grand, a bigger purpose so you don't get burned out only running the public event. Does that make sense? You're like basically creating a spider web. At the center of the web is the contact event and the the machine in the drifters area okay that's at the center of the season and then webbing out from that is other things that are attached to it right you've got you got strikes gambit crucible you can earn the currency there there's bounties that can be completed in any of those places you have bounties that can be completed in the event in strikes in crucible in gambit that's feeding you the currency as well that's just another way that is another way to make it feel like I can pretty much play any part of the game I want. I don't need to live in the new area, but I also don't need to make sure I do strikes, nightfall, gambit, crucible, raid, dungeon. Oh, I'm leveling. Yay. And then like ignore, ignore all the other stuff. If my voice changed guys, it's because your quality changed. We had a little bit of a buffer there. Uh, you'll have to just adjust your quality. So I don't sound weird. Patman. Oops. Wait, I clicked the wrong thing. There we go. How do you feel about Bose feeling so... Wait, 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 hang on. Patman. What is your opinion on the two new sword archetypes and the fact that they are legendary versions of World Line and Black Talon? I, for myself, love them. I think they're dope. I think they're dope. I, I think I think the fact that they... Remember when we said, oh, they're buffing swords. Maybe we'll get some new swords. Maybe we'll get some adept swords. And I said... Well, what they might be doing is buffing swords to see how we respond and see what it does to content, and then we'll get new swords later. Um, I, I, I think I said that. I think I said that when we got into Worthy and there were like no new swords. Um, I think that's essentially what they did. They basically buffed swords, spent a season kind of making sure, like, okay, they're not absurd, they're not broken, they're strong and fun, but they're not like breaking content. And then they're like, okay, now that we've done that, let's add two cool new swords. So this could be a good pattern going forward. If all of a sudden they buff rockets or scouts, then we could enjoy those for a season. They could collect information. And then after that, they could say, okay, cool. We're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to do some new ones next season. Something like that. Sorry, guys. We're experiencing some of the buffering. We've been having a better time on Spectrum, but it's been acting up again. Uh, I'm ready to switch to AT&T. I think I've been doing some speed tests, and AT&T seems to have fixed uh, their routing, and Spectrum seems to have bad routing. Yesterday, we literally had the entire stream die, and I kicked back on with no problem. It's not my internet. My internet speeds are totally solid. Like, if your stream dies, and you immediately reconnect, and everything is fine, that's on Twitch's end. I think Twitch is still having issues. Admire Lilip, uh, Admiral Lilypad. How do you feel about Bose feeling so strong now? 
I'm in support of this. I, I think the problem though is if you make bows really, really strong, you're gonna make you're making it even harder for scouts to ever feel good. Um, I'm not against I'm not against bows being strong, by the way. But one of the outlier problems of this is you make bows strong, you're you're leaving even less room for scouts to ever to ever get good because bows are like a scout and they're way more agile for up close combat. Uh, what's your dream seasonal activity? I know you've discussed how bad PEs are ad nauseum. I really, really think Sundial nailed it. I think Sundial nailed it. It was match-made, it was non-failable, and there was variety. One of the biggest problems with both the Tower event and this new public event is you're doing just the same thing over and over and over again. At least in Sundial, it was like, okay, this is the one where there's like the Hammer of Dawn. Okay, this is the one where you guys have to go get the balls and we have to stay back here. Okay, this is the one where we have to do this. That at least that at least kept it somewhat varied okay this is literally stand on plates kill everything stand on plates kill everything like that's what the towers were and then this one is kill bank kill bank kill bank and that's it there's not enough variety so i continue to think that like menagerie and sundial and even vex offensive have the right idea it's linear you feel like you're moving forward you feel like you're making progress and doing something that's a little bit different it's not always the same what's what I would say that they could do is instead of it being like menagerie light, people are saying, "Oh, that gets old every other seat." That gets old. Well, I, I don't see how you can. I, I don't know. I don't see how that's that's worse than what we have right now. I don't know. What I would do is do something like sundial and create four versions. So for one week, it's a certain enemy type and there's certain mechanics, and then the next week it's something different. That way, it's it's each week it feels a little bit different, so you, the burnout's less often. Man, I really don't like the Vex. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no worries. And th- you don't have to fight them for three weeks. They rotate out. You know what I'm saying? Bungie introduced a long, grindy quest this season to unlock trials involving Valor ranks, minimum 1010 light. What do you think of this apparent anti-cheat measure? I think it's weak, and it won't matter long-term. Anti-cheat installed on the front end that can be updated uh, is what's needed. Until they do that, the cheating will never go away. This is not a so- this is not a solution. It is a band-aid that will help like very very marginally. Um, gaming, fro, life first. What do you think about this season's mods, perks, and weapons? I've not used them enough to comment. I'm sorry. I, I should have deleted that one. I've not I've not looked at them to give you a good answer. Sorry about that. Um, do you feel it is important to grind for armor this season if you already have masterworked armor? The, armor's in a weird spot. I'll be honest. I really. It's like eventually. I think that I think their goal is for you to feel like okay, the season's almost over. Now I'm going to start grinding for armor because you're not really focused on the guns or leveling anymore. I want to prepare for next season. So like, if you want armor that can engage with next season's stuff then you'll need to get this season's armor right if you want to use stuff in september you're going to start you're going to want to grind armor but you can do that at the end of the season you know what i mean i i i don't have a i don't i don't have a big issue with that there's got to be a a, a continual push forward to grind for stuff and if you allow people to never really change their armor you're chopping off half of the loot system and then you never have to grind for anything and that's i think that's a big problem um they're just going to have to think about currency. I really think the biggest pain point that's going to emerge from the perpetual grind of armor is going to be the masterwork currency. They're going to have to think about maybe softening that a little bit. Not a lot, but they need to do something about accessibility so that people don't feel like this is completely futile. I'm ne- I'm never going to get ahead of this, you know? 
real kami what are your thoughts on the current champion system and how bungie could uh, change or improve on that I, this is one I, I think I should have deleted. I don't want to go through the big champion uh, like outline that I do all the time. Um, my Cliff's Notes is put the champion mods as a standard mod, put the champions in more places, and empower us to maybe use more than one champion mod per gun that can be toggled by holding X. And now you're now Bungie's empowered to put more champions in the game. This is in the lane of what I've been talking about is like adding layers to the combat since you can't really evolve or change the combat, but you can add layers. Uh, the finest brew. Should the Umbral style Ingram be implemented into the rest of the game? Iron Banner, Crucible, even raids. This is like the Ada bounty, like infatuation problem. I fell in love with Ada's bounties and then I wanted them everywhere and then we got them everywhere and I was like, ooh, this is a little too much of a good thing. I don't necessarily think you want to do that where it's like, um, let's just put the thing everywhere. Does every activity and vendor maybe need to have some semblance of loot intentionality and targeted farming? I think so. I think there's other ways to do that with weapon boons and some of the other ideas we've outlined. Jackaturo. With the Sun's upcoming changes connecting cross-gen players, ease issues with player uh, with player count for public events, and where does that lead the PC community? Potential shifts to new console to mitigate this and other issues. Well, I mean, if there's current issues with public events right now, that, that, what you're talking about isn't going to change that. It's the same number of players, it's just you're allowing them to play cross-gen. Right now, there's no prop, like, it's not like Xbox One and Xbox X and Xbox S players can't play together, they can. There's no cross-gen barriers right now that's causing the public event issue, right? So, cross-gen's not gonna do anything. As far as the PC community, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Like, I I don't really know. A lot of people are talking about going to PC, uh, um, going to console because of the cheating. This summer season was marketed as something we'd never seen before, but it's built on another Billy Bounty season. Do you feel that there will be surprise events to come, uh, or is it just bungee hyping expectations? I don't know. I could definitely see there being surprises in seasonal developments. There's weekly story missions, so maybe as those weekly story missions develop, something really, really cool happens. I remember when we were doing like the stuff with Saint 14, it got cooler as time went on, so maybe there's some things, you know behind the curtain that they're going to pull out as the season develops to make things cooler. Nova hands. Hey Lono, what do you hope to see from the seasonal content beginning in September? Uh, that's just too generic. The biggest thing I want to see though is an evolving of the weapon system. What are your thoughts on scout rifles in the current meta? I've ranted about that too much to spend time on. Sorry. Scouts are just not agile enough for most of the content. 80% of the content scouts aren't, aren't, aren't viable or agile enough and that's why people avoid them. Even if they buff scouts really, really high, I don't think people would use them that much. Uh, is the seasonal public event structure inherently bad or is the problem that Bungie pushes you elsewhere to level public event matchmaking worked well at launch but this is failing now man this is a point that we didn't even make and I'm glad you're making it another giant glaring problem with the leveling system is it drives people away from an event that only works if people are there so your first couple of weeks people are like yay new content let me go check out this public event and your more adept more hardcore players are off in other areas is grinding to level like it just <laughs> that's another problem with the current structure is you're funneling people away from the new content and therefore making it even harder to get people in the instance and harder to complete Justin Hardy 
Do you expect Bungie to continue creating greater player agency over loot in their seasonal content, or do you think that they might create a permanent version with potential seasonal changes? I This is a do you think Bungie's going to do something question. I, I, I've got to really skip questions like that to really discourage them getting submitted. I see a pattern of increased agency, so I would say more, but it's, it's hard to say. We don't know what year four is going to look like just yet from quality of life stance. What do you think the seasonal exotic quest will be? I should have deleted this one. Um, do we know what happened to Rasputin in the season start trailer? Is he dead? I, he could be in hiding or he could have been literally pulled into the pyramid ship. We don't know. If the pyramid ship suddenly have control of Rasputin, that's a severe problem. Insanity. Have you seen anything from the current season that seems to be an adjustment due to past criticism? Umbral Ingram seasonal activity. Uh, Umbral Ingrams, I think, are a direct, you know, request, you know, we wanna we wanna focus on a certain item. I think that's a direct request from us. Outside of that, I haven't seen much else that is like a direct request from the community because match made fa- non match made failable content is something that people have been largely against for a while. Um, how relevant are the nine in the season and beyond? I don't know. Kizo. Compared to the Seraph Tower events, how are the contact events any better? Uh, this question's already been asked. Sorry, this one should have gotten filtered, but I I only filtered up to like question thirty. Do you think that we will see a picture or a screenshot of the veil before the season is over? I have no idea. Since Bungie confirmed that old raids would return, do you think they'll bring back the weapons also? We got this question yesterday. I think they need to come back in a certain to a certain respect, okay? Maybe some of them, maybe all of them, maybe they come back and they're totally different. Maybe the weapons are clearly inspired by them. Maybe they're like memory nightmare versions of the raids that the pyramids are bringing back and so everything's sort somewhat different and dark and weird looking, but they're, you know, it's still a return of, you know, fate bringer vision of confluence etc geek and gamer uh was there missed opportunity with all the uh the trackers on reissued weapons in regards to player investments um i don't really want to touch on this because we already addressed the reissued weapons thing they need to give us an answer before i want to talk about it any further uh meganamium is bay lono with stasis being introduced as a fourth element is this probably foreshadowing of new enemy faction these don't seem connected to me but i'll say we probably are going to get maybe a new enemy in september i don't know if they've spoken to that yet but i don't necessarily think stasis landing is is an automatic like oh we're going to get new enemies i don't think those are necessarily uh connected logically uh adam it seems that Bungie has started slowing down the slowly releasing content throughout the season. Does it seem Bungie is going to slowly go back to dropping more content day one like the new dungeon? Nope, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go back to a, a dump on day one. I already think the seasons are front heavy as it is. The season passes front heavy. The schedule's usually pretty front heavy. So no, I don't agree with this. Opeth Soccer Mom, after your prediction about the Seraph Tower being a shelved activity from Warmind, do you feel similar about contact? Somebody already asked this. It's a good question. I don't really know when this would have been built. Maybe during Season of the Drifter as a companion activity, but why? I don't know. They did Reckoning, so I don't know. This this seems like a low bandwidth punt. If you want, if you want my honest opinion, it's a low bandwidth punt. They basically instituted the same the same sort of like mechanic as towers. People come and rush you, and then they just added the moats instead. So it just feels like a low bandwidth punt. Not a lot of bandwidth for the season. Let's not spend a bunch of time on an activity that's going to expire. Like that again, I think is an undercurrent here. They they're they're adding content they have to take away, which means it can't be super substantive. It has to be throwaway. That's another reason I think this content kind of stinks. 
it's better, but it still kind of stinks. Um, so maybe year four, we'll see a difference in substance of the seasonal activities because they don't expire after three months. Hafro Thunder. Lono, with moments of triumph and souls of heroes returning this season, what thoughts do you have on how Bungie can improve those past iterations? Anything you'd like to see? I don't have a strong opinion on these events, and I don't remember them strong enough to say here's how they could expand on them. I love min-maxing in RPGs, uh, and Destiny 2's armor system lets me do it. One thing that holds me for making min-maxing builds is how bounties make you change equipment constantly. Your thoughts? I've been continuing to say that bounties need to be two things, shared and way more generic. So I've said, instead of having like a hand cannon bounty or a sidearm bounty, you have a primary bounty. And there's like five different versions of primary bounties. Rapid kills, kills without reloading, precision kills, close quarters kills, um, all, you know, all those things. And if it's shared with your fire team and it's broad, I think that solves a lot of the problem of like, I'm sick of changing my, my, my loadout. If you have a primary, secondary, heavy, and you're getting ability kills and super kills, those are all things bounties could be on. You know, rapid kills with a heavy, uh, close quarters kills with a heavy, uh, major kills with a heavy. It doesn't matter what heavy you're using, just get those types of kills. Make them generic and shared. Oh, people will AFK. No, they won't. The only way bounties are shared and work for assists and stuff, you have to be in proximity of the action, so it wouldn't be an AFK farm thing. Booch. How uh, many people, including myself, dislike the leveling system in the infusion process? Any ideas on what they could do to make the process more fun and not just mindlessly infusing new items? I don't want to go round and round on this. We went back and forth pretty heavily before the Q&A. Leveling should be more automatic and more streamlined. All drops and activities should help you level. You can still keep milestones for bigger bumps of level. um, But to soften the RNG, um, some smart RNG as well as drops just generally in most places helping you would be a better system than what we're in now i also want to go to slot leveling infusion doesn't is just not necessary anymore infusions archaic and unnecessary and i think slot leveling would be better if you get your heavy if your highest heavy is 1020 then any heavy you equip is 1020 it just changes the slot to 1020 the game already views your slots in this way it views every slot that you can equip as if the highest equipable is equipped if that's how drops are determined so slot leveling is already on in the background i think they just need to add it in you know permanently to like how it actually sees the level and then sunsetting would still work because if something has been sunset it would just pull that slot level down if it's equipped uh tone bone is there a chance the new dungeon was slated to release later in the season then bungie thought they needed something to uplift the community since last season wasn't up to par I don't know. If that was their thought process, it doesn't make much sense to me to be like, here's a dungeon free to all players and it's 10 levels higher than like last season's Grandmaster by the time you get to the end. That doesn't seem like a community morale raiser to me. Uh, It's me, KD. It's been on and off with D2 for a while. Oh, I've been. And I'm starting to just get back into it. I was just wondering if you had any tips or anything. That's not what Q&A is for. What are your thoughts on the Umbral Ingrams? That's too generic. Fusion says, I didn't play season 9 or 10. Recently came back and already got two characters to 10-10 power. What would you say is a pretty good time to return to the game? I mean, that's up to you. You can get ready for September all summer, though. So that seems like a good time to you know prep and get you know familiar and gear up. Do you think the next generation consoles will run Destiny at a higher frame rate than 60, 1080? I've been saying 60 locked just to maintain quality. 60 locked with slightly better FOV. Primek. Uh, do you think Bungie should have added more opportunities to get the Twisted Energy? We've already talked about this in a previous question today. Uh, do you think that a lot of these problems 
not enough altered elements and having to swap characters is going to change come fall um well they talked about how like bright bright dust ingram earn rate now is better for solo players i'm sorry players with one character so it's possible that they do that i I don't know if that's a big goal of theirs though to continue to make sure every aspect of the game is like better for one character players mr clementine uh Last season was the worst for me, and that's coming from a big Crucible lover. Do you think my love for this season uh, is from the hype of three more seasons of Destiny, or is this just genuinely better than last season? I think there are elements that are better, but I also think now that we have hope for year four, it's a little bit easier to stomach maybe some of the thin or lack of substance nature to the season. Uh, Have you seen or felt that debating your chat has opened their mind to your perspective, or has they just been buckled down even more? It depends on the person. There have been some people that have been like, Lono changed my perspective on sunsetting. Lono changed my perspective on infusion and leveling. But then there's also people that are like, no, I, I don't I don't agree. There are people that dig their heels in. It's a mixture of both. I've changed my position on certain things according to chat's feedback. Chat's provided feedback about certain things like uh, rapid fire shotguns I changed my position on. Ada bounties being everywhere I changed my position on. Um, over the years, I've had position changes because of, the, because of chat's input. It's a bit of both. Janky Labs. If day one raids or dungeons should have contest modifier, should that be applied to the first weekend of trials as well? I don't see that being a necessary thing. Uh, no. Ashen Hollow. I just think capping the, 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 the artifact is all you need to do to help trials with the power advantage. Just cap the artifact. Should we just scrap the uh, RNG leveling completely and make it EXP only? No, I don't think so. I don't think you want to change the fabric of Destiny. I think loot-based leveling is part of the game. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We just need to smooth the process. The torch. Could Umbral Ingrams be the solution to bad leveling? If it sticks around, it would be a highly targeted drop that can be used to backfill. I think there's far-reaching problems that aren't fixed by this. This is this is this helps. But this isn't like a foundational change. This is like a, yeah, it sucks, but Umbral Ingrams, it should be like, no, leveling's been made significantly better, and Umbral Ingrams is like a a complement to a changed system. A bad system isn't saved by, like, one source of grind, I don't think. I think the overarching system needs to be overhauled and improved upon, and I hope we see that in year four. Do you think that Bungie has forgotten that the game should be fun? Not a question please don't do that uh are you scared that the season oh, not answering a9 what system could bungie implement to prevent the bounty farming and day one releases invalidate them timers there's a handful of things that need to have happen we know they're going to lower the xp earn rate of bounties going forward to, to make it a little bit more better a mix of like activities are better than bounties um so maybe a, a lower XP as time goes on. Like every week you don't pop the bounty, the XP goes down and eventually it awards you no XP. Um, they could do that. Uh, they could basically just tell people, you know, your bounties are going to expire every season. So there's no reason to hold on 80 of them. I don't know if they have the ability to do that though. They don't seem to. I think if they had the ability to expire bounties when a season starts, they would just freaking do it. Whenever they change the Vanguard bounties... All your old Vanguard bounties disappeared. Why? Because they made a database level change. They literally changed the Vanguard bounties and your old bounties never existed. So maybe they could do that. Maybe every season, you know how they do this? Let me show you. When you go to the director and then go to your season pass, they change the name of the bright engram every season. So now it's the mnemonic engram. Maybe just change the name of the bounties. 
the bounties just take on the marker monocle of like season of arrivals so the you know how your little thumbnails have the season of arrival uh it has the season of arrival logo they could throw that on the bounties as well any bounty you grab has the season of arrival logo on it and then next season all the bounties get updated to have a new it's right here it should say red end it should say weekly season of arrivals bounty is what it should say weekly season of arrivals bounty so when we get into september and it's like season of beyond light that's that's not that's not that's not the name of it but let's say that it is all bounties get a name change so it's a weekly season of beyond light bounty so all your old bounties disappear they just remove them from the game that might be the solution like literally every season the bounties take on the name of the season therefore deleting all of the old ones that might be the solution at a database level so that it's literally impossible for you to carry them forward i think that would be the right way to do it the right way to do it would be it's it's the same everything has the logo and the icon anyway bounties could be the exact same way Billy Bo Baggins. Why do you think Bungie is taking so much out of the game in the fall? Is it only for the expansion or the year-long seasonal additions? Bit of both. It's a bit of both. I don't think you're going to remove literally four planets in, a, in, in the Leviathan, uh, all their campaign missions, all their all their PVE activities. I don't think you're going to remove that much content if you don't have big plans for year four to like add lots of stuff. It also could just be related to general stability of the game. There's just too much stuff in here, maybe. I don't know, but I think they, uh, yeah, I think what Untouchable saying might be part of it. They want to get the game under a certain file size. It just might make it a little bit more, uh, maybe run a little bit more stable. J Rock the Great. Would you be willing to take a lightweight DLC if they were going to address most of our concerns? We've gotten versions of this before. Paul Tassi's advocated for this. I don't think this this would work. Here's a $10 season that's even thinner than the stuff that we get now, and it's mostly like quality of life improvements and stuff and addressing big issues. No, I think annually with an expansion, addressing major issues and making significant system-wide changes is perfectly fine. Doing it in a season and giving us less content for $10, I just don't think that would go over very well. Clay Tongs. Have you seen the steady power increase to cap you can get through farming the public event? Just keep focusing Umbral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe this is intentional? It might be an accident. I don't know. They haven't spoken to it. Do you think that we need more exotic catalysts in the game? No. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first week without counting trials yet? Dungeon thoughts, contact thoughts. This is just a big generic question with like eight questions jammed in. I'm skipping. Sorry, you can't do that. What's your thoughts on this? Thoughts on this? Thoughts on this? Thoughts on this? That's not really a question. Tom, skip with this is asked. What's your opinion on them taking things out of the game and putting them in the Destiny vault? I am totally okay with the vault. The Destiny Karens of Reddit can cry that it's not fair and a slap in the face, but most of them never go to the planets being removed. And if they would have repurposed and reskinned the planets, they would have complained about that too. Removing content to make space for new content is totally fine. Removing four-year-old content so we can get new stuff, if you're not in support of that, then go the frick somewhere else and play something else. Uh, Coldheart. Is the uh, is the new pull spot on the artifact what we're looking for in the future? No. More universality of champion mods is what I want. Not just some band-aid like, oh, hey, you can, you can use exotic pulses now. No, it needs to be more universalized. Um... Alex the Great, do you think that we could see revamped levy raids come from Age of Triumph to send them off? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. 
That's a big like yes or no. Do you think they're going to do this question? Do you feel that there would be a benefit to the new darkness subclass being PVE only? No, this wouldn't work. That's not Destiny. You can't limit. You can't be like, hey, new subclass can't take it into PvP. No, that would not go over well at all. Seen on. What do you think Bungie hasn't done weekly raid rotation with contest modifier for pinnacle rewards? Why do I think they haven't done it? I don't know. I don't work there. Uh, Mav Monk. Uh, with the new loot for Umbral Ingrams, how do you feel about the, some of the loot being hidden behind the season pass rank? Would you change anything on the new system? I, I can't give you a good answer because I haven't interacted with it enough. I'm more focused on the currency earn rate feeling too strained, so I want to give it more time before I really hammer away at it and do like a video and a talk on it. So you got to give me a little more time to formulate an opinion. It's just a couple of days in. Would bringing back a character level... Uh, we stopped at 30. Make sunsetting easier to implement and explain. Having weapons be level capped and level caps being power capped like most other MMOs. In practice, this might be better, Milo, but I would worry that like the power level increase and seeing our power go up and having that thing is like they've kind of woven that into our schema now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They've kind of established this. I feel like maybe we're too many years in to do what you're suggesting. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea or that it would be bad in practice. I think people would be like, why the change now? Make the power level grind better and more streamlined and you don't this feels like a pendulum swing and I'm anti-pendulum swing don't swing the pendulum some other direction and come up with some new way of leveling that everybody has to relearn refine what's there to improve upon it and make it better and more enjoyable don't swing the pendulum in some other weird direction again it's not that your suggestion is necessarily bad it would be pretty destabilizing and disorienting for people after all this time what if seasons went back to a plus 10 bump uh, this wouldn't work for sunsetting. If endgame feedback loop uh, is a huge deterrent, once you put in a lot of time because it's not rewarding enough, should we go back to VOG where high-level armor is only available in aspirational content? Well, they're already doing this. They're doing the 10 bump in pinnacle activities. I, I think you're I think you're sort of not seeing how they have contextualized the idea that getting absolutely max level is only possible by running aspirational content. So I believe the spirit of that has been maintained uh, in the content now. So, uh, I am going to do my impressions here in just a moment. So if you're new to the stream and, ha- and you want to hear, I'm going to give my impressions on the season. So don't go anywhere. If you enjoyed this content, please click follow and turn on notifications. That's a free way to support me. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.